Welcome to the IdeaGen Global Partnership Summit live from the NASDAQ. We are ecstatic to have with us today Peggy Polonis, president of the American Community Schools of Athens. Peggy, welcome. Thank you, George. It's great to be here. Always great to be in your presence. Adrian Thorpe, Summer Discovery, welcome. Thank you. Good morning, it's been George. too long. We're back. We're back. And the honorable and esteemed Esteban Olivares, Summer Discovery, welcome. Thank you, George. You know, it's uh, so exciting to be live here at the NASDAQ market site, recording for IdeaGen TV during this IdeaGen Global Partnership Summit uh, in 2022. Um, I'd like to begin a question uh, for Peggy. And Peggy, we talk a lot about the global goals of the United Nations. Peggy, why and what are the best strategies for helping to install the values of the global goals in our youth? Well, first and foremost, it's important for them to be aware of what's going on in their community and in the world around them, especially as we talk about having international mindedness and being global citizens to be able to collaborate with, uh, you know, many people across the world. But developing this mindset requires a strategy where the whole school needs to be on board. And I think it's important to include this in education. First of all, let me say that. So in the curriculum, in community service, and in developing kind of self-reflective approaches to see how my actions as youth impacts the world around me, impacts you know my relationships, impacts my community, and why not on a global level as well? How do I you know make an impact to to change aspects of my environment or or things that are going on around me for the better that right. ultimately contribute to the sustainable development goals? And that creates a mindset of being a problem solver uh, rather than a victim of change. It also contributes to developing psychological muscle. Mm -hmm. So because it, it contributes to an internal locus of control. And so youth are less prone to, you know, um, the kinds of stressors these days that contribute to mental health issues. And I think it's overall a very good way to develop purpose in young people, higher purpose by helping them understand that what they're doing in their immediate environment also contributes to a higher a higher purpose. You know, always so eloquent and, and always so spot on, uh, that emotional resilience is such a critical component and often talked about today more and more uh, because of all the pressures throughout the world. And as we emerge um, out of this pandemic era, I think what you just said is more important than ever. And, you know, I, I I commend you for your leadership on that because I know how many people and how many students and how many families have been impacted by the leadership of the American Community School of Athens. I, I, I've seen it. I've met graduates. I'm honored to be on the board and I see just that impact, just the incredible impact. I'd like to also point out with Summer Discovery today, um, ask you all a few questions. And I, I'd like to direct one to Adrian, if that's okay. Um, we see partnerships together. We see partnerships that you all have. We're so honored to be partnered with Summer Discovery to be doing just game-changing work, game-changing work together that is impacting so many and empowering so many students literally across the world. Why, Adrian, are partnerships, partnerships with IdeaGen, with UCLA, universities across the world, really empowering youth to be architects, architects, 
of the 17 global goals of the United Nations? Sure. Um, we're stronger together than we are on our own. And there are just so many opportunities for these cross-sector partnerships, especially when it comes to innovation of curriculum and finding ways to engage youth around all of these issues. I mean, Peggy brought up some great points just around the development of these soft skills and especially coming out of the pandemic, we, we need to be working together to find more opportunities to innovate together. We're working with universities like UCLA, like Wharton, but through these other partnerships, um, for example, with the program we're working on together with IdeaGen, there's just such a great opportunity to come together, bring students in the classroom, work in diverse teams, apply these real life skills, solve real world problems. And at the end of the day, that backs the goals in and out. So we, we just really love to see those opportunities of coming together and how we can support student development. Just profound. And, and I've seen it firsthand, obviously, with our partnership. And I, I just commend you all at Summer Discovery and obviously ACS Athens for the impact again on all of these students, literally, literally across the world. It's, you know, it's hard to be inspired these days, but this is a shining light. This is a bright light on the planet that's changing the world. I'd like to ask you a question, Esteban, if that's okay. Um, if you were going to offer, and you can you can certainly add to this, Adrian, as well, and, and Peggy. If you're going to offer one challenge to leaders, to global leaders, from large organizations and smaller organizations, what might be one challenge that you'd like to see and to offer them from the perspective of looking at those 17 global goals? I think it's an it's a investment in youth from a cross-sector point of view. Um, so whether it's um, a school, uh, a summer program, a university, um, developing curriculum, we have we need cross-sector input. You know, what, what does the future workforce look like? What can we do in our curriculum? How can we innovate to prepare the, that future workforce? Um, and that investment is just giving knowledge, data, insights, helping us out so that we can help build the, the next 21st century leader. I think the other investment is um, scholarships, um, just um, making sure that everybody has a seat at the table, everybody can be in the room. Mm -hmm. When we have an echo chamber of students who look like each other and all from the same area, um, there's only so far that the dialogue can go, the discourse is limited, but when we have more diversity in the classroom, more genders, more international students, um, the, the classroom conversation, the ideation, the innovation, the creativity is, is tenfold. And so it's kind of investments from many different places um, to make sure that we are preparing the youth to take on this world that they're going to inherit. We, we, we created it, right? We built it. This, yeah. this is, we're handing this off to them. That's so right. we need to invest back into them so that they're prepared to be Incredible. the next leaders. Incredible. Adrian, anything you wanted to add to that? I would just underline innovation. I mean, we need to be forward thinking. We need to ask ourselves, what are new ways that we can work to address the goals and motivate the youth of tomorrow? But that requires us to, to be front runners with ideas and just challenge ourselves to do things that are new. Peggy? And I would say that, uh, you know, we, we train our youth to be competitive and to be successful in a very competitive world, and that's great. But what about being conscious citizens and yeah. really making yeah. that the lens through which they become successful? Right, right. And giving back is such an important piece, right? And understanding how you can do that. 
it's it's remarkable when you see students and i know this is embedded in the acs sort of ethos is to give back to be part of the community to be part of the answer in a sense and corporate same thing right i'd like to pivot for a moment 55 years i know that means a lot to you all 55 years 55 years as leaders in the industry in the education industry tell us a little bit about the types of partnerships your organization is looking for collaboration partnerships what how do you determine well i want to partner with that organization versus that organization so i think with our 55 years of experience historically our partners have been largely universities back to innovation and cross-sector collaboration we're very open to to corporate partners and other types of sponsors that can help us to innovate and just bring new experiences to students that align with their opportunities to be better leaders and just develop opportunities that are really going to give them hands-on experience to explore careers and a path forward. Um, Esteban mentioned the accessibility piece before. So when we think of partners, we're also very open to opportunities that will help to increase accessibility to students to have these sorts of experiences. We partner with organizations like Derek Jeter's foundation called Jeter's Leaders and Mind Matters um, around, you know, just being able to, to identify students and help connect them with these sorts of opportunities. So for us, there's no set formula. Um, we are looking for partners who believe in the goal and, you know, can align our missions and work together to help support all of the students out there. Incredible. Incredible. Esteban, any further thoughts on that? I think just on the, on the um, partnerships, it, it's really just being thinking outside the box. I think back to one of the other summits where you had a youth leader, Taylor, and she was talking about disruption. Yeah. And um, I think that's partly it. You know, we don't, in education, <clears throat> we have this kind of definition of traditional partners, and we always mm -hmm. don't um, include corporations. We don't right. include the corporate sector. We don't include you know, certain organizations like, you know, the United Nations or, you know, um, government agencies into the fold, but we need to. Yeah, it takes a holistic approach to changing or impacting anything, right? And so I think it's amazing where these partnerships uh, can go when, um, when there's, and it starts at the top. I think leadership is another key piece to that. And I'd like to ask and begin with you, Esteban, as well on leadership. Um, the importance of female CEOs and board chairs as key allies uh, in changing the world, right, in so many areas. Um, why is that important to you? Well, I talked before about um, the classroom, and if we have an echo chamber in the classroom, it only goes so far. I think if we have, um, we don't have enough gender equity, gender equality in the boardroom, on boards, uh, Conversation only goes so far. I, I, I feel women kind of are have the ability to take a company and organization to a whole different level, um, and I've seen that with my own organization with Adrian Thorpe as our CEO and at the helm. And um, I just think that more women CEOs is what can just ignite the economy, create more jobs, and it's just a, a, a different mindset that we need, and we need more female CEOs. Wow, Adrian, I'm interested to hear your reply to that as well. Sure. Um, look, uh, start with the stats. Uh, today, if you take the S&P 500 companies, 
15% are comprised of female CEOs. If you look at boardrooms across the US, 20% of those seats are held by women. We need to have gender equity and we've got a ways to go on that. And you know, as a female CEO, I wanna be able to use my position to support other women and find those opportunities. So at Summer Discovery, I'm proud to share we are 67% you know, female. And when you look at our executive leadership team, we're comprised of 75% females. Um, again, we're working together, supporting each other. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things that we can accomplish. And again, and, and certainly, you know, I think Peggy, uh, you're another leader, female leader of a, an incredible institution. What is your thought on that? You know, I, I'm all for empowering women, and of course, this is very necessary to get to a place of equity. Um, and I certainly have been on the receiving end of not being empowered because, you know, of my gender. However, what I would really like to see is for all of us to get to a place when we're asking ourselves, who is the best person mm. for the job? That's right. Not man or woman, mm -hmm. who's the best person for right. the job? Right, good point, good point. So I'd like to end on a, on a really relevant note uh, because we've talked a lot about youth today. And here at the NASDAQ, you know, it's uh, rewriting tomorrow and the youth is part of tomorrow and we're broadcasting live from the NASDAQ. Um, Peggy, what do you like most about working with youth? And then I'll pose the same question to you all. I love the incredible, uh, you know, ability to be creative and um, no bounds. And at the same time, uh, you know, no bounds, no limits. And at the same time, you know, being able to, uh, to work towards a common goal uh, without having to think about policy or any anything that would stand in their way. They're just there's an innocence about the youth that really is healing, mm -hmm. and I love that about them. Amazing, yeah, amazing, Adrian. Fresh perspective, mm -hmm. new voices in the room, different backgrounds, different ideas. Um, it's it's really really refreshing to to be around the students and just be able to to see where they're coming from and those ideas. Wow, Esteban, the final word. The best thing I love working with youth is um, seeing where they're at five years later, 10 years later, running into them and just kind of hearing their stories and what they've done. And maybe they're telling you just how your classroom or your program had an impact on them. And you kind of see them now as adults doing real amazing things, solving real world problems now. And yeah, that's that's what I look forward to. Esteban Olivares, Adrian Thorpe, Summer Discovery, Peggy Polonis, ACS Athens. Thank you so very much for your inspiration. Thank you for your impact. And thank you for your leadership. Thank you, George. Thank you for having us.